0: You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockolds and Tom Hiscott.
1: Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Tool Station Western League Podcast with me, Ian Knockolds, and I'm delighted to be joined for the first time in twenty eighteen. We're, we're better than the Ram in the centre of Bath. It's Tom Hiscott. Tom, happy new year to you, sir.
2: And to yourself. Did you have a good good few days?
1: It was a well. I'm I'm glad to be back at work, if I'm perfectly honest with you, because there's only so much time you can spend with your family, particularly when one of them's three and one of them's one. But it was a lovely family. It was a lovely family Christmas. Um, I did manage to take in a little bit of football, not quite as much as I'd have liked. But what about yourself?
2: Uh, I managed to have a good good time with the family and friends. Yeah, uh, went to a couple of games, but uh, yeah, similar to yourself, I'd say. Um, yeah, as much as I could kind of fit in, yeah.
1: Well, the weather wasn't kind to us, was it? Decimated the uh, the fixture list, which is probably going to be helpful with this week's podcast because otherwise we'd have an awful lot of football to catch up on. Um, we are going to start on Boxing Day because that traditionally is one of the more interesting um, days of the season for us and very much reflected in the attendances uh, across the uh, Tall the Station Western League. Some absolute mammoth crowds. I'm really pleased to see those fixtures were so well supported. We're going to start then in the Premier Division and we'll starting wiltshire with the big wiltshire derby it's the game that i've christened el canalico uh, it's the only thing i can find that connects bradford and uh, melksham is the uh, is the canal and uh, anyway um to the victor the spoils and it was the uh, away side that took the bragging rights
2: yeah indeed just uh, bradford town's second league defeat of the season uh, a 3-1 win for melksham town away from home uh, they had very much the best of the first half. Um, were two nil ahead at the break, thanks to goals from Chris Allen and Luke Ballinger. Uh, Warren Maidment then put it uh, beyond doubt, scoring a third uh, during the second half. Uh, before Matt Morris, substitute for Bradford, scored a late consolation, but they were yeah, there was no no fight back, and uh, it was Melchumu yeah came away with the spoils and the three points.
1: And uh, from Bradford to Bridgewater in a Somerset clash between Bridgewater Town and Wellington.
2: Yeah, uh, and another away win, uh, this time for Wellington. 2-1 away from home at uh, Bridgewater. uh, And it was their first away game in over a month, in fact. uh, And it was second-half goals that did it for them with Tim Legg and Paolo Borges uh, scoring uh, before Jake Llewellyn scored a a late on consolation for uh, Bridgewater. But, uh, yeah, yeah, again, another away win.
1: Now, your side odd down. They travelled to Clevedon Town.
2: Yeah, Lucas Valls scoring quite early on, uh, twice for for the hosts uh, in in, in the opening half, putting Clevedon two ahead. Uh, but Oddam managed to fight back, and they did gain a point. Uh, Goals from Asa White and uh, Kai Simpson, yeah, a two-all draw there.
1: And honours even at Cribs, where the visitors were Hallen.
2: Yeah, indeed, a one-all draw there uh, between Cribs and Hallen, Uh, and it was Ben Dowdle uh, equalising for the visitors after Ollie Morris had uh, uh, put Cribs ahead in the first half.
1: And finally, in the Premier Division, Longwell Green Sports, they might not be doing much um, on the pitch, but just off the pitch, another monster crowd, the second biggest crowd of the uh, Boxing Day period, hats off to Longwell Green Sports. The visitors were bitten and it was a, a one-sided affair.
2: Yeah, that is great to see. 276 there, which is a yeah, really good crowd to see. Uh, and it was bitten who came away with a 5-1 win and it was their first victory of the month. So uh, a good time to, to, to get, to get goal scoring. Uh, a brace from Rico Best and further goals from Tom Knight and Corey Kelly and uh, Harvey Baker helping them to defeat the bottom side
1: 5-1. Now moving into the First Division and Chippenham Park entertained Calm Town.
2: Yeah, pretty one-sided uh, affair here too. Countdown uh, a 3-0 victor uh, with goals from Matt Hudson, Billy Gleed, and Stuart Windsor helping them to, to see off Chippenham Park.
1: Corsham Town entertained near-rivals Devizes Town.
2: Yeah, another away win and it was Devizes. The uh, first half header from Matt Russell giving them a 1-0 win uh, away at Corsham.
1: Now... It's the Coalfield Classico. It's Radstock Town versus Welton Rovers at the um, Southfields Recreation Ground. A big crowd, but not the biggest um, in the First Division. And, uh, well, local bragging rights go to the Miners.
2: Mm, indeed. Another well, comprehensive on the scoreline. Anyway, 3-0 win for Radstock. Uh, a pair of goals from Morgan Skip. Uh, either side of a strike from Matt Minnis, uh, helping them to a 3-0 victory uh, over fellow promotion uh, hopefuls Welton.
1: So the last two fixtures then on Boxing Day in the First Division, we start off with Sherbourne Town, they're at home to Wincanton Town.
2: Yeah, a good crowd, but uh, no goals to our home about, unfortunately, for these two. Uh, a, a goalless draw between Sherbourne and Wincanton.
1: But there were goals at Warminster Town, sadly most of them were for the opposition.
2: Yeah, 3-1 win for Westbury, uh, away from home, another local derby, uh, another big crowd as well. Uh, and it was Ricky Holbert who gave the visitors uh, a dream start when he headed home uh, across just three minutes in, uh, Westbury then doubled their advantage just for half-time through Dan Kovacs uh, before Warminster gained a lifeline, uh, thanks to Charlie Walton scoring from quite a long way out. Uh, but then eight, eight minutes after uh, Warminster had got their, their grip hold in the game, uh, Westbury put the result beyond doubt with uh, Dan Price scoring with another header. Uh, and uh, late, later on, uh, Warminster did have a player manager sent off uh, to compound at this point in the afternoon.
1: Now we move forward to uh, Friday night football and it was uh, Canesham Town uh, against Bishop Sutton Friday the 29th of December in the 1st Division.
2: Yeah, and uh, we must mention the crowd again, 184 there on a Friday night and maybe something that uh, a couple more teams might look at doing um, uh, before the end of the season, getting a a good crowd on a Friday night and it was Canesham, uh, 6 league wins on the bounce for them now, 5-2 win, uh, home to Bishop Sutton Uh, and uh, it was Matt Brown who scored twice, Uh, he opened the score in the 20th minute. Uh, but then, uh, just before time Bishop sat did manage to, to get the game back in on level terms. Uh, during the second half, the occasion pulled away. Carbox uh, uh, scoring. Um, also, Matt Curnock getting on the, on the end of a, a fine cross from Brown. Eddie AD Harvey uh, added a fourth before Brown, uh, once again, uh, added to his uh, ever-growing tally of goals this season and made it five.
1: Now we move on to the last fixtures of 2017 on Saturday the 30th of December. We start in the Premier Division. Bitten, of course, one of those sides that we talked a lot about at the beginning of this season. I was expecting more from them, but every single time they come up against stiff opposition, they always seem to produce. This time, the opposition was Bradford Town. I expected Bradford to bounce back from that disappointing home defeat to Melksham on Boxing Day, but uh, it was a tight affair at Bitten and a good crowd saw it. Yeah, indeed, just one point from six for Bradford over the uh, the
2: festive period. Uh, a 3 all draw here, and they went behind early to Corey Kelly, but then they managed to find their stride uh, with goals from Will Halliston and Ricky Scott uh, either side of the break, putting them 2-1 up. Uh, top scorer Sam Jordan then gave the visitors a two-goal lead, uh, but then with six minutes left on the clock, uh, Luke Bryan struck uh, to get to get Bitten back in the game, uh, and then in stoppage time, uh, in Luke Bryan struck again, uh, and it was a three-all draw there, and a, a brilliant fight back from Bitten, a three-all draw.
1: It wasn't a particularly merry Christmas for Cribs, they had two home games, um, but um, they dipped out at home to Brislington on, uh, on Saturday the 30th. Yeah, and
2: they went ahead in this one quite early on, uh, through Jake Slocum, uh, but then Uh, Nicole Plummer's equaliser uh, midway through uh, the second half uh, got Brislington back in the game uh, and then Lewis Britton completed the turnaround nine minutes from time uh, to complete the late salvo and it was yeah Brislington who came away with the three points
1: Now the crowds did return to normal, more or less, give or take um, after that sort of Boxing Day bonanza, but uh, with one notable exception, Melksham Town they were at home to Chipping Sodbury and at the biggest crowd of the season so far Tom?
2: Indeed, yeah 425 there uh, last weekend uh, and it was a, a goal in the opening stage of the second half from defender Alex Cumming who saw uh, which saw uh, Chipping Sobby come away with the, the 1-0 win A pretty surprise result I guess uh, Gary Higdon missing a penalty and Jake Brown also hitting the post for the hosts uh, but yeah it was Chipping Sobby who uh, took the spoils
1: um, I was one, on, one of the 425 although I did arrive a little bit later than everybody else. Sadly not in time to see the goal but just in time to see Gary Higdon um, miss a penalty that would have put Melksham back on level terms. After the, um, the fireworks at the end of the Hallen game I, I did um, hope for more but um, a very very creditable um, three points for Chipping Sodbury and so I thought I'd get in touch with Neil Simmons, the Chipping Sodbury manager and, uh, and I, I asked Neil um, if he could fill me in on the bits that I missed it Starting in the first half.
3: Um, yeah, it was. Uh, to be fair, the, the first half was relatively even. We knew that Meldrum were going to have more on the than a what, ball than what we did. We knew that. Um, we're not, you know, we're not not pretenders in, in terms of, we don't know, you know, going to a place like Meldrum where, where they have a good squad, a good budget, it was always going to be tricky. So we set up for that. Um, the first half was relatively even. They had an opportunity where they hit a post where um, the lad got inside a, the wrong side of our. Right back, um, which um, you know, which was the danger point in the first half for us. They had a shot from outside the box, to keepers us safe. Other than that, you know, it was a few scuff shots at the keepers at either end, and yeah, it was, it was, it was. I think even at half time, was just about right, to be fair.
1: So, what did you say to the lads at half time? Were you optimistic that you could take all three points, or was it just a question of sort of hanging on for the draw? Uh,
3: to be honest with you, we, we, we I always do my kind of homework on teams and and, and try and figure out their strengths and uh, also their weaknesses and where we could hit them. Uh, we knew what their strengths were. We knew what they were going to do in terms of play, quite direct. Uh, we knew they had um, the ladder on the wing who was their outlet, um, so we doubled up on him. Um, and you know, we knew the balls were going to go into into Garrickton up top, and and we had to get the seconds off of that, and you know, which is which is what we've done so. You know, we we set up again at halftime. We we turned around and said, "Look, you know, good so far. You know, what what can we add in in, in the final third? Um, and you know, just just carry on. Let's see where see where it takes us. You know, we're expected to go there. We're underdogs. We're expected to go there and, and, and get beat." You know, so, you, you know, I, I play a lot on the mental side of the game, and, and, and I knew that they had a big Vars game coming up as well, whether that was in the back of the head, so that was mentioned at halftime to our boys, so again, it was it was kind of sitting there and see where see where the game takes us, We're 0-0 now, no, no, no. you know, if it goes to 70 minutes, 0-0, no, no, 85 minutes, 0 no, no then, then fine, you know, we're always confident we, we might get one opportunity, one or two opportunities, um, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's essentially what we've done. And within two minutes, we would scored in the second half, so we did get our opportunity.
1: Yeah, I know you didn't even have the decency to um, to let me get into the ground. I was just pulling up in the in the car park uh, when you when you when you did manage to uh, to go ahead. From a manager's point of view, are you concerned that, that although it's good to obviously have the goal, Melcham still had the best part of forty five minutes to get back in the game?
3: Yeah, as well as those old cliches that you know. I think we scored too early in the second half. Um, you know, but again, it's it's, it's you know you, you don't take you don't you wouldn't not take it you wouldn't say oh no let's not have it um, you know we, it was a ball into the box that landed nicely for a right back who, who touched it away you know so we haven't had that luck recently to be fair uh, we've come up against a few few. Decent teams recently, you know, we've played and they've changed managers and they've had a bit of an uplift and, you know, it's, it's kind of affected their performance. And so we've not been on the right end of things recently. So it was nice to be on the right end of something. And, yeah, as, as you said, obviously, you, you come in this in second half, it was it was kind of backs to the wall after that. But we knew that was going to be the case. And, and again, like I said, the lads knew what the threats were. Um, and, you know, and, and I have to say, you know, the two centre-halves, uh, Theo Coons and Sean Keat. Done, done really well in the second half, as did you know, as did all the lads. Obviously, Sam, Sam, our keeper saved the penalty as well into the second half. So, so yeah, it's,
1: um, it, it was back to the wall, but we knew it was going to be like that. Well, um, you stole my thunder there because no, no, sooner had I got into the ground that it was Gary Higdon who had an opportunity to make it um, to make it one all. Um, but, but as you say, your goalkeeper did did save that, and you did extraordinarily well to, to hold out. I, I'd seen a very good. Performance by Hallen under very similar circumstances, who looked like they were going to hold out for a draw, only to cave in in the final few minutes. So you really did need to have your wits about you all the way up to the final whistle, didn't you?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, right until right until the last last minutes. You know, and, and like I said, you know, we knew what the situation was. Obviously, our last knew what the situation was, and and, and they worked really hard. I took a striker off with twenty minutes to go, and, and added an extra body into midfield. Uh, just to beef that up and to add some fresh legs onto it. Um, like I said, Sam made a great save in the penalty, which, to be fair, the linesman had his flag up way before the ref had even given a penalty, which I was I was very disappointed at, that in the end he went over consulted and decided that he wasn't going to listen to him, um, which was which was frustrating because it did look like offside. Uh, but, you know, all credit to our keeper. He's a very good shop stopper. That's one of his very key strengths. And, and, you know, he went the right way and it was soft penny, if I'm, if I'm honest, I think, and, uh, yeah, you know, it was, just, it was just our day, to be
1: fair. Well, it was also your day on December the 23rd, wasn't it? That made it a, a good um, festive period. You beat Bitten. They were one of the teams that I'd called out right at the beginning of the season, because they've got a lot of very experienced players in, but another very positive result for you.
3: Yeah, yeah, very good. Very similar, to me you, in terms of, we, you know, I do, I do a lot of work, you know, we, we've got a we don't have a big budget or we don't have a budget at Sopre, you know, we we are going to struggle to compete with these teams in terms of money-wise and the experience that they can bring into the teams. Um, You know, certainly Burton, you know, obviously their budget's quite large and, you know, so we have to find other ways to to compete and other ways to work and, you know, we've also got a good bunch of individuals and good skilled individuals. Uh, We really focus on the team side of things, you know, you can't win games with individuals, you know, you have to be a team and I do my work in terms of doing my Homework on teams, and again, like I said, you know, looking at strengths, weaknesses. Where can we capitalise? What are we going to have to be fearful of? What we're going to watch? Um, I set the lads up to go out with a game plan, and you know, I've got some good coaches behind me, and Aaron and uh, Kerry, and they put that into practice with the lads and get you know my points across in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And we've got a great bunch of lads that that do go out and and execute game plans, and you know, that's that's not been the first time this season. We've beaten them twice now this year. Um, and it's no coincidence. We went down to Willand when they were on a really good run at the start of the season pre scoring for fun and went down now, one one nil. Obviously Saturday's result. Um, you know, so so it's not it's not the first time that we've done it and we've we've ended a few a few long runs to be fair. Um so yeah, it's it's good. We, you know, we do things slightly differently to others, like I said, because of the constraints we've got. But, you know, I'm delighted at the moment, I must admit. And it was a great result against and one that we needed because we were going for a bit of a sticky patch. Um, but saying that, we were only losing games or, you know, or are drawn in and we're only losing by the odd goal. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those where I think we went for a bit of a sticky patch
1: where things weren't going our way. And, and now we're kind of back on track again with two great wins over Christmas. So d- does your current league position of 13th reflect where you think you are this season or have the fans got better to come in 2018? Uh, to be honest with you, the, the remit at the start
3: of the season to me, given by the, the, the board at Zobre, was stay clear of relegation. Um, so, you know, bearing in mind we'd lost uh, pretty much most of the squad of, of the year before, so I had to start from scratch, build a brand new squad, um, and, you know, based on the first half of the season to be four points off a six. Um, no disrespect to teams down at the bottom, but I'd like to think that we're already in a, A very good position of strength in terms of of winning relegation, so that's kind of off of the agenda at the moment. Um, You know, I'm I'm, I'm delighted with with where we are, and and to be honest with you, we've played um, Willand twice now, Um, so we've got them out of the way. Uh, We've played Buckland twice, we've played uh, obviously Melkson twice now, Um, and we've still got teams down the bottom we haven't even played yet. So, you know, in theory, it never works like that, but you know, in terms of going off of what we can so far on the league table it is, the way teams are going, um, I'd suggest that hopefully, you know, we, we can kick on for the second half of the season and really look to finish within the top ten if possible.
1: Well, you've got a tough start um, to 2018, not not necessarily in terms of the teams that you're facing, but the fact that you're away from home so often, is that something that concerns you?
3: Uh, look, to be honest with you, I, 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 don't, I don't really, away from home or at home... It, it, doesn't really affect me in terms of the way we set up or the way we look to do things. Uh, I don't think we're of a, a level where that makes a major difference. I know it can be a, a, a bonus to be at home because you know, understand your own conditions, your own in your own environment. But, you know, like I said, we've already been away to obviously Melksham at the weekend, 1-1-0, been to Willing, one 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 You know, so we've put some really good performances away from home. So... Um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, obviously, revenue wise for the club, they like to be at home, but the way the fixtures have panned out and the way that the things have happened, we, we are on the road quite a lot in January, but it doesn't necessarily
1: work me, I must admit. Neil, thank you very much for your time. I've only got one more question for you, and of course, this is right at the beginning of the year, so it's time for New Year's resolutions, and, and I wondered if you'd like to share with the listeners what yours are.
3: Uh, news New Year's Do You personal, or
1: do you be football wise? Well, you, um, I, you know, fill your boots. You know, <laughs> let, let's get. We'd love, a, we'd love to get an insight into the uh, into into what goes on in your life. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, no, I'd, 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 I'd stick to topic in terms of <laughs> uh, in terms of football, but um, but yeah, that, as I said, you know, it, it, the resolution is to is to we're really looking to build something. Uh, we've got a great young bunch of lads. Um, you know, I'm already looking to next year already in terms of if I need strength and can I get a couple in look after the group we've got step up you know the opportunity for for us coaching so at the moment we get an hour a week whereas that's that's, that's not good enough so I'm already looking to change that for next year personally I I like to achieve you know I like to move forward I like to progress so whatever we do this year is going to be a bonus because next year that will be the the, the ground point for where we want to kick on to so you know it's, it's been a great year so far for us. I must admit, the club's first FA Cup game we managed to win as well, which was good. So yeah, in terms of in terms of resolutions, it's very much better what we've already done in the first six months football-wise, and uh, look to kick on in the first six months of next year's season and, and, and really push on.
1: And my thanks to Neil Simmons for his time. Uh, now moving on to Shepton Mallet, they were at home, and the visitors were mm, Bridgewater Town. Uh,
2: Bridgewater, pretty entertaining game this. Uh, they. Went down to a 10 men after just five minutes. Uh, a red card to David Fawn, uh, putting them up against it, away from home. Uh, but then just seven minutes after that, Sid Camper put them ahead. Uh, a 1-0 uh, lead they get yeah, gained there, and they managed to hold on to it for the entire fixture. Uh, Bridgewater coming away with the 1-0 win. Pretty disappointing afternoon for, for Shepton Mallet, who didn't manage to prosper against uh, uh,
1: the, the 10 men. And finally, in the Premier Division, Wellington, they entertained Bridport.
2: Yeah, and a, a, an away win for Bridport. Uh, 2-0, thanks to goals from Mark Salter and Richard
1: Hebditch. Uh, They'll go into the 2018 on the back of a well-earned three points. Now we move into the first division, and we start with Ashton and Backwell United at home to Corsham Town. Yeah, and
2: it was Corsham Town, uh, another away victory. uh, 2-0 away at uh, Ashton and Backwell. It was a 40th minute penalty from uh, the captain, Lee Rogers, who put them ahead uh, before a goal midway through the second half. And Tony McElhone uh, saw them uh, claim the 2-0 win.
1: Well, Corsham have endured a uh, difficult um, Christmas period, um, but that win did mean that they finished the, um, uh, the year on a positive, and so I thought it was a good idea to catch up with Jamie Harrison, their manager, and find out what he made of, uh, of Corsham's season so far, starting off with that good win away at Ashton and Backwell.
0: Yeah, definitely. is a, a very big three points for us. Um, after we've had a run of four games... Um, with defeats. Um, it wasn't a very good performance. <laughs> it's probably our worst performance of the season against Ashton and Backwell, um, and they're a bit unlucky not to get anything from the game. Um, but it was massive for us, those three points, and hopefully we can uh, kick on in uh, 2018.
1: Did you target that game as uh, an opportunity to sort of turn your form around? Because obviously Ashton and Backwell are one of the teams that are around you at the uh, you know towards the bottom of the uh, of the table. Um, so it was a really important game for you to get something from.
0: Yeah, it wasn't necessarily targeted, but um, we knew that they're around us, so um, it's very important to, to to win that game. We we think we can get any. Um Three points from every game we go into, so it doesn't really matter about the, op- the opponent. Um, but yeah, we know we need the significance of if we have lost that, that we get drawn down to the bottom of the table a bit more. Um, and with that, we're you know it, it, it stops that run of run of defeats, um, and we're able to then go with more confidence into our next few games. Cause we've got a big January coming up against teams that are, are just just above us. Um, and hopefully, with a good run of, of, uh, of wind against them coming up, uh, we should, should move up the table and catch these
1: these guys above us up. Well, normally after a victory like that, particularly after a poor run of form, um, I would ask, you know, what, what, who are the real Corsham Town? But you've described the performance against Ashton and Backwell <laughs> as one of your worst. So I suppose in some respects you're hoping that actually the real Corsham Town uh, are better than the team that beat Ashton and Backwell.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah definitely no when if you haven't been watching our games and you look at the results, you would think that um we're we're struggling, but in every game we've been competitive um in the the games that we've been losing, we've been scratching our heads thinking, why have we not at least got a point or even won it ourselves um so the fans that have watched this um can see how well we've been playing between the two boxes um, so we have a real we dominate the opponents quite well with the ball um, and it's just fine in that final third in the, in, in the 18 yard box that we're just haven't got that little bit of extra composure just to finish off the move so we're creating chances and nearly every game we're, we're putting in some good performances it's just that final finishing touch and then the difference has been they, the opposition go down the other end and uh take the, the odd chance that they get.
1: Well you've got an opportunity to continue a good run of form, you've got two games coming up at home and then you've got four consecutive away fixtures, does that worry you?
0: No, not at all, <laughs> not at all, um, like you say we're, we're, we're confident whoever we play against um, wherever we go um, we're, we're confident that we're, you know, we, we can get something from the game um, and we just look forward to every game really, bringing the Closer together with every game we play. Um, yeah, we
1: look, look forward to it. Jamie, we're halfway through the season now, give or take. Um, what were your targets um, at the beginning of the season? What did you set um, for the team? And, um, and, and, and does the form up until the, uh, the Christmas break mean that you've sort of changed your expectations at all?
3: Um,
1: yeah, so at the start of the season,
0: I'm quite ambitious. I wanted to, to get promoted. Um, and, a, and a few clubs have, have set that as well as their, their ambitions for the season. I um, I hope to get off to a, a, a good start with it, but it's been a little slower than um, we had hoped. So obviously with the, the table as it looks now, we, we do have to adjust those ambitions because um, it looks like Cainsham is uh, and, and Westbury are, are, are going away with it. Um, we, we still have ambitions of an outside chance of getting into sixth place, but that would Via, um, uh, you know a significant run of of unbeaten games, um, which I, I do believe we are capable of. it's Just finding you know that that scoring, our scoring boots in 2018. Um, so if we can move clear of of, of relegation, um, finish mid table, that's probably a realistic one. But we still strive for that that sixth place. Um, but really, what we're looking to do with the with the second half of the season. It just just show that more consistency of of getting wins after win, Um, and um, and bringing the group closer together as we, you know, to finish off this second half of the season strongly, and then move into next season with, um, you know, with with eyes on getting promoted again and having some good cup wins because you know we're disappointed in the in the cup going out in, in the first round.
1: Consistency is an interesting theme in the First Division I've noticed this season because probably the Toolstation Western League First Division is quite possibly the most inconsistent league in the in the country. <laughs> um, any team can beat any on, it, on its day. You've mentioned a couple of the big boys who who have been in good form um, this, uh, this season so far, but which other sides have impressed you? I, I
0: haven't seen a team that has really impressed me. Um, I've seen teams that have... Know how to win. Know how to win in the Western League, and that you know, and they're quite powerful sides like Bradstock and, and Westbury. Probably the the team that impressed us the most in terms of how they played was actually Said when we played them away. Um, whether we were having an off day in that game as well, and it's just bizarre this our season that when we're we're not having a particularly great game, uh, we, we ended up winning them, and when we're on top, we. we we tend to draw or lose them, um, but Port Zed, they, they actually, you know, they, they dominated us a bit in midfield, um, and we were, you know, quite lucky to,
1: to get off the pitch with, with three points on that day. Um, uh, one final question, um, Jamie. It's um, uh, obviously it's uh, it's the beginning of January. Um, we've all got our New Year's resolutions. Have uh, have you got any particular um, uh, resolutions that you want to share with the fans this season?
0: Uh, well, for caution, it's, it's finding our scoring boots, and you know, trying to score two or three goals a game. Just just turning our chances into um, into goals. Um, and then off the pitch, we just want to continue what we from where we started at the start of the season um, to where we are now. We have made significant progress. Um, and off the pitch, we've got you know a stable committee um, and, a, and a strong club club off the pitch. Where our big aim is to bring AFC Corsham, who's our, our local grassroots uh, junior side, who's like 5- to 18-year-olds, um, bring us all closer together. And we've, we started to do that in the, our first half of the season. And that's shown with... Um, and it has boosted our, our crowds up to an like average of 128 at the moment. Um, and we'd like that to continue. And we just continue to to produce that pathway for um, the, the young AFC Corsham boys and girls to, to move into senior football. Um, so we've made good progress so far and we just want to continue that for the rest of the rest
1: of the year. Jamie, that's a wonderful sentiment to finish on. Thank you very much for your time and all the best of luck for the rest of 2018. Now then, Chard Town, they were at home to Malmesbury, Victoria.
2: Indeed, yeah. Chard's finding some good form at home now. That's the third game in a row where they've scored uh, four goals, uh, a 4-1 win at home to Malmesbury at the Denning Sports uh, Field. Uh, the hosts found themselves 2-1 up uh, at half-time thanks to goals from Max Westlake and Talfik Bensalem. Uh, James Boylan then added the third before Bensalem uh, scored his second in the afternoon quite late on. Uh, yeah, and a 4-1 win, pretty comprehensive for Chard.
1: Now, um, Kenton certainly weren't at the races against Chippenham Park.
2: No, indeed. Uh, a 5-1 defeat for Canton away from home. Chippenham Park, probably their best result in a long time. Uh, Gary Locke and Lewis McCarron on the score, score sheet, but the uh, the main plaudits must go to Ben Pring. Uh, struck a hat-trick for them, uh, and a, and a great, great end to the year for Chippenham Park.
1: Devizes Town, they were at home to Almondsbury.
2: Yeah, and it was a late equaliser from uh, Cullen Wiley, uh, helping Devizes claim the one-all draw at home to Almondsbury, uh, who had led through Ben Chick. Uh, but yeah, five minutes from time, Wiley uh, stepped up, I believe, um, uh, putting, putting away a, a rebound after a missed penalty uh, and it was a one all draw there between Devizes and Almondsbury
1: Now Roman Glass St George always a difficult prospect at home and um, Cheddar, high-flying Cheddar came unstuck there
2: Yeah, goals from Callum and Dan Griffiths weren't enough for Cheddar uh, a pretty big game this and it was a 4-2 win for, for Roman Glass St George uh, Oakland's Park, Ken has done well this year uh, Rhys Hodgson, Jordan Yeo and Lewis Wentland's going for them in a, a pretty big win yeah, I would say three points and uh, they'll be happy with their end of the year as well
1: and finally, Westbury United, they've been uh, in very good form of late and that continued at home to Bishop's Lydiard.
2: Mm, very much keeping up the, uh, the the pressure on Keynesham. A 4-0 win for Westbury. Uh, and it was a, a, a second-half hat-trick from Dan Kovacs which uh, stole the show. Uh, Josh Ferguson put them ahead in the first half in just the 12th minute but then uh, yeah, Kovacs striking three times in the space of 20 minutes after the break uh, to, to, to put Bishop's Siddi- Bishop Lydiard out of sight.
1: Right, now, that concludes the fixtures then. A little bit of a whistle-stop tour of our fixtures over Christmas. I suppose the big winner was the weather, wasn't it, really? An awful lot of fixtures um, getting cancelled, but um, still a healthy... Um, smattering of games to talk about we're, we're a long way away from the grim old days when the whole fixture list got cancelled fortunately that that hasn't happened but anyway, um, we'll, we'll take a look ahead to this week, starting on Wednesday the 3rd of January, and in the 1st Division um, Bristol Telephones they take on Radstock Town, that's a 7.30 kick-off, then, well we start on Saturday the 6th of January, and we'll, let's, let's start in the vase, Tom, take us through those two massive games
2: Yeah, Huge start to 2018 uh, for Melksham and Bradford uh, in the Vase, uh, they'll hope to keep their runs going. So Melksham, uh, they host Crowborough Athletic, uh, and Bradford Town they face the. Our just trip going over to New, uh, the Isle of Wight, take on Newport Isle of Wight, who've uh, dumped at least one of our teams out so far this season. So yeah, three o'clock kick-offs on Saturday afternoon, and all the, all the very best to both of those sides doing well. Uh, ho- hopefully, this season and can can continue that in in the in the Vase.
1: Yep, certainly fingers crossed there for Melksham and for Bradford Town. Now, in the Premier Division, Bridport are at home to Bridgewater Town. Brislington take on Odd Down. We've got an absolute monster clash between Buckland Athletic and Street. Cribs take on Hengrove. Hallin entertain Clevedon Town. Wellington take on Shepton Mallet. And Willen Rovers entertain Wells City. Now, Tom, will you take us through the First Division fixtures?
2: Of course, yeah. So there's quite a lot of fixtures on, on Saturday afternoon. We've got Bishop Sutton versus Town. Uh, Bishops Lydiard, they take on Almondsbury. We've got Cheddar versus Warminster Town. Uh, we've got Chippenham Park versus uh, the Bristol Telephones. Child Town travel to take on Corsham. Uh, Devizes versus Porter's Head. We've got Ashton and Backwell United uh, travelling to take on Malmesbury. Radstock host Canesham, uh, Sherbourne host Roman Glass and George. We've got Welton Rovers versus Westbury United. And finally, Wincanton Town versus Oldlands Abertonians.
1: Thanks very much, Tom. Now this is our traditional parish notices slot. For the last few weeks, I've been plugging our listener survey, which um, we've had a reasonable response for. So I'm, I'm very grateful to all of those who took the time to um, to tell us um, what they think of the uh, of the podcast. And um, well, we put our hands up, and um, and we thought we'd better tell you um, what some of the results are. So it feels a little bit like going over. It's like parents' evening, isn't it? I'm going over the school report. Well, the good news is that. No, he's not. This is all coming as a, as his, we are unveiling these right before Tom's eyes. Um, I won't let you see some of the comments because you won't be, a, you, won't, you won't, you won't be able to sleep at night. Um, on a serious note though, and um, we did ask how many stars out of five you give us, and I'm very pleased to say that you give us four, um, which I think is a positive. Uh, clearly room for improvement. And that's exactly what we're trying to do over the next 12 months. Um, 87% uh, of you would recommend us to a friend which is always uh, a very nice thing uh, to say and uh, one of the other things I thought that you'd be particularly interested in is um, the fact that 68% of uh, of our respondents would like to hear from players now at the moment we only ever speak to the managers as I'm sure regular listeners will know but 68% of you would like to hear from, uh, from some of the players and that's something we'll definitely endeavour to bring you in 2018 interestingly enough just over half 52% want to hear from club chairman or representatives and 48% want to hear from supporters and uh, that's something we'll also take on board and we'll see if we can um, bring you a smattering of the players supporters and club representatives over the coming year so thank you very much for that now tom i know you get very excited about um, uh, about the statistics and uh, i thought what better what, what better opportunity for you to take us through our hot shots
2: yeah, indeed. Uh, so the Premier Division leading goal scorers uh, going into 2018, so obviously just this season. Uh, in the league, we've got Gary Higdon leading the way, despite that missed penalty on the weekend, uh, with 18 goals uh, he's got for Melcham Town. Then we've got a pair of street players who are, who are chasing, uh, with 15 goals apiece, that's Steve Murray and David O'Hare. Uh, and then in the first division, uh, league, league goals only, Matt Brown uh, for Canesham, obviously doing very well this season, top of the table, uh, and he's off top of the top scorer's sheet. Uh, he's also got 18, just like Higdon, in the Premier Division. Uh, we've got James Rustle of uh, Radstock, doing very well on 16. Uh, and then Westbury United's Dan Kovacs, who obviously got a hat-trick on the weekend, he's got 15. And then just behind on 13 goals apiece, we've got Ken Oney of Roman Glass and Jaws and Cheddar's Adam Jones.
1: Now we'll have a little bit of a look at the, um, at the league tables as well. And um, top of the pops uh, in the new year. Uh, is Street, played 21 and uh, got 53 points. Bradford Town there in second, um, 21 played, 45 points. and uh, Rovers there in third, 18 played, 44 points. Melksham, uh, fourth, 21 played, 41 points. And then Buckland just behind them, only 19 played, 35 points. And at the bottom... Of the Premier Division, Um, well, I'm sure that um, the fanatical Longwell Green supporters, who turn out in such numbers every week, will be hoping for a better year than the one that they've just uh, we've we've just put put bed to. Uh, Only two points after their 22 games, we can only hope for better for them. Well, City 21 played, 12 points, and Cadbury Heath just above them, only 15 games played, and uh, and 16 points. Do you want to take us through the runners and the riders in the First Division, Tom?
2: Yeah, indeed. Uh, Very tight at the top, as we know. Uh, Keynesham uh, lead the way uh, going into 2018. 24 games played, they've got 52 points. But then just a further point back, same games played, uh, Westbury United, 24 played, and they have 51 points. Uh, third place, we've got Roman Glass and George. They've played a game last night on 47. Uh, and then two teams on 40 points. Uh, Radstock have played 22 games and in fifth, Welton have played 23 games. And towards the bottom, we've got Portishead, uh, uh, directly at the bottom. Uh, 22 games played, 13 points. Just ahead of them, we've got Sherbourne, 21 games played, 17 points. And then Warminster and Ashton and Backwell, uh, 24 and 25 games played respectively. And they have 21 points apiece.
1: Tom, thank you very much. We have, of course, been reviewing the bulletin and um, which you produce um, every week. Um, where can the listeners find uh, this week 's bulletin
2: yeah there 's a couple of um, uh, Christmas new year uh, bulletins on the on the website, which has just gone up this morning. Uh, and they cover uh, yeah all the fixtures which did go ahead uh, over the festive period. So yeah, they're on the uh, tab along the top in the uh, on the website um, under the bulletin. And there's yeah a couple of new ones on there for you to to read. And have you um,
1: penned your article for this week's non-league paper?
2: Yeah, indeed. I think it came out on yeah. So both Sundays over the festive period, there was a there was a little article on the uh, Premier Division fixtures and how they went.
1: Uh, yeah, over the last couple of weeks. Excellent. Well, as we turn our back on 2017 and we start 2018, of course, sat here um, in the uh, in the RAM, uh, really, I've only got one last question to ask you, and that is, um, what are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, to make next year's blooper podcast a bit shorter, potentially.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> try and maybe get to a few more games and and stuff like that, but yeah uh, in ter- that's in terms of the football I'd imagine, yeah, how about happy self. yourself?
1: Well, I think if the results of us are anything to go by, and I think that they, um, I think that it's an entirely... Just criticism, I really must do my best not to talk about Melksham, Radstock and Welton Rovers on every single podcast. So I hold my hands up to that, listeners. I appreciate that we've had probably a little bit of an indulgence on this episode. I will, bear with me, I will do my best. Um, But um, anyway, well, from myself and from Tom here in the Ram, in the centre of Bath, this has been your first Toolstation Westerly podcast of 2018.